Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, we've got Biden corruption. We've got, oh, climate change, we're all going to die. Tucker Carlson's back. The Saudis, do they own American golf now? There's a lot to get to today. But let's start here. Massive fight breaking out outside of a school board meeting. Yeah, big riot outside of a school board meeting in the Los Angeles area. This was Glendale School District. Uh, They were set to declare it Pride Month. Well, there's a large Armenian community in the district, and a lot of parents don't like that. Don't, don't, not the community. I'm saying people within that community don't like the pride nonsense. Okay, before we go any further, why does pride have to be any part of a school district? Uh, why? Because they're communists and they want to force this ideology into people. Okay. Well, that's the most honest answer I've heard so far. Yeah. Uh, They've actually been protesting, the parents have, for months now because parents are mad about the alphabet soup being poured onto kids starting in kindergarten. There's like LGBTQ Mm -hmm. plus LMNOP, boron, iron, whatever, (laughs) community uh, curriculum for K through six. (laughs) Why? We're not trying to bring that to children. Yes, you are. Well, we need to bring it to children. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't understand. For education purposes. Well, last night, though, for the most part, the, the protests have been peaceful. But last night, Antifa and a group called Revolutionary Communist, uh, not kidding, that's what that's what the cops say they were called, the Revolutionary Communist members mm-hmm. that showed up. Why do you call them commie? Why is it communist ideology? Because <laughs> literally communists showed up. They actually say what they are. Yeah. yeah. And they started a riot. And I'll tell you, man, some of these hosses in the crowd, <laughs> the Armenians were not. They weren't having it. No, they were not. At all. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, and uh, KTLA talked to uh, a woman named Seda uh, Terstepanian. Uh, she's a retired teacher, actually, there, opposing the whole Pride Month thing. And this is what she had to say. They're experimenting on children. Young children are very vulnerable. First of all, at that age, they're targeting them. Children don't have any idea about sex and sexuality. Oh, it's indoctrination. It's grooming. That's what it is. And, yeah, as far as Antifa and this communist group, you mess with the wrong people. Uh Uh-huh. Because now it's real-world stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And the beatdown's coming. See this, this one big dude taking off his gold chain and saying, you want to go? Let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. All of a sudden, you know, the big, tough Antifa bro, I don't believe in violence. <laughs> right. Oh, really? All tough until somebody's staring you down saying, let's go. Wow. I did notice that they were still adhering to uh, Fauci's rule of wearing masks. <laughs> well, of course. Of course. By the way, speaking of masks, we can get into this later. Did anyone see Leonardo DiCaprio on yeah. a ship with another young yeah. lady? She's 22, right? But he's wearing a mask. I know. I saw that. But he's got his shirt off. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, he doesn't breathe through his chest as far as no. I know. Well, why he does he, have why does he still have a mask on for crying out loud? <laughs> on a boat. Is he elderly? I don't know. 
I have no idea. I'm not quite sure. On his way to the boat? It, uh, who knows, man? I have no idea. Um, one of the big stories that I did see, and I first when I sent this to you, David, I'm like, okay, man, make heads or tails of that. But it seems like this is for real. And that is the story in the Wall Street Journal about Instagram connecting pedophiles. Now, then the question becomes, well, is Instagram doing this on purpose? Well, <laughs> what was your takeaway? It's not that Instagram is saying, hey, we've got a pedophile network you can join here. No, no it's just easy for these people yeah. to find each other on Instagram. Holy smokes, man. Well, a lot of times the 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 thing is they found that Instagram enabled people to search explicit hashtags like uh, hashtag pedo horror and hashtag preteen sex and connect them to accounts. So it's like out in the open. It's not even a right, you know, underhanded uh, code message that is connecting these people. They were just allowed to, which that that's one of those things that seems like it'd be pretty easy to clear up. And I don't know. Twitter was under the under the spotlight as well uh, recently by the same organization that found this with Instagram. Uh, it's a Stanford University and the University of Massachusetts Amherst that was talking about Twitter recently doing a massive operation to clean up child exploitation videos and content on that platform again. You know, you understand it's a constant battle to try to get these creeps off of those platforms and you can't get everyone. But man, when it's on Instagram and you've got an open hashtag like that, where people are obviously mingling and sharing content and whatnot, it seems like it'd be pretty easy to shut that down sooner rather than later. I mean, your list of things we have to shut down on Instagram. That's yeah. got to be in the top three, doesn't yeah. it? Right. <laughs> it's it's you like would think. ISIS yeah. and pedophiles. Uh, Okay, yeah, easy. Yeah. Well, just a short paragraph from the story. Pedophiles have long used the Internet, but unlike the forums and file transfer services that cater to people who have interest in illicit content, Instagram doesn't merely host these activities. Its algorithms promote them. Instagram connects pedophiles and guides them to content sellers via recommendation systems that excel at linking those who share niche interests, the journal and academic researchers found. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, you hadn't heard this story yet, Scott. No. What's your reaction to that? Well, I'm shocked and surprised, yet I'm not shocked and surprised. I mean, these people, I mean, these are bad people. And I said the difference is now we know about them because of the Internet. Yes. Because of the, the darkness of, of said Internet. But no, this crap can't go on. It's It's illegal. You know, the left is always saying, you know, people on the right are trying to make anything into, you know, grooming or someone being a pedophile. It's out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's insanity. Kids have to be protected. But as you see more and more and more as people from the right or to me, it's just common sense people saying, hey, you want to go do your thing. It's a free country. No one's trying to silence you. Okay. no one's trying to say you can't exist. Right. All right. Stay away from the freaking kids. That's pretty much it. They can't do it. No, they I'll won't do it. it. Pedophiles can't exist. Yes, when you're talking about yeah, pedophiles. Right. But as we've talked about before, there's an inner war going on in, we'll just say, the community. Because as you've said, I think you started this recently. You'll say LGB. Yeah. And then David? You separate the TQ part. It's LGB, B- comma, freak show uh, is, is how I would put it. 
And that's where the big battle in that community yeah. is happening, you know, because lesbians, gays, bisexuals for years have fought for certain rights, and now they see their whole movement hijacked by, you say, the freaks? Freak shows, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, stop. S- seriously, the way things are going, there will be a pedophile visibility day. They're trying to normalize it with the whole I maps know. thing. Yes. Yes. It's absolutely crazy. Um, David, Bill Barr saying, hey, hold on. Yeah. We didn't shut down any investigation. This is, well, a 180 from what Jamie Raskin was saying. Oh, yeah. So House Republicans say that the feds are actively investigating Joe Biden for bribery uh, from back when he was vice president. And as we talked about yesterday, they're trying to get unclassified access to a form that details these allegations. FBI won't hand it over, and the logic is because it's still an ongoing investigation. And Democrat Representative Jamie Raskin came out and said, well, this matter has been closed. This is a whole lot of nothing. Lapdogs in the media are doing the same thing. Oh, this is blowing all out of proportion, whatever. Anyway, back to nonstop coverage of an alleged PP tape with Donald right. Trump. And these losers um well bill barr was asked by the federalist uh about that allegation that the uh investigation had been closed and he goes oh that's not true it wasn't closed down he's as a former what? attorney general yeah i mean he he said no on the contrary it was sent to delaware for further investigation <laughs> no none of that so the Delaware investigation that's been going on, I know all of this stuff gets very deep in the weeds. But it does. It's not just Hunter Biden. It's what was Joe up to as well. Yeah, with all their relationships with foreign countries and the money coming in. I mean, we've talked about it several times, and now it's just common knowledge. But again, half the country doesn't know it. Um, so you're waiting to see, well, is anything going to happen with this? But at least... You know, the Republicans in the House are keeping pressure on this. I mean, it, the Department of Justice is covering for Biden and has been for a long time. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And they're trying to get the truth out to all of the American people, I guess you could say. Okay. David, I know this is one of your favorite stories. Uh, the equity director that was fired for yeah. what again? Making racist and sexist comments. You oh know what I'm saying? Yeah, so in March of 2021, the state of Washington hired its first ever director of the Office of Equity. The director, Dr. Karen Johnson, got fired because of workplace harassment. Now, the governor, Jay Inslee, is denying that that had anything to do with it. They were looking to revamp the Office of Equity, is what he has said. Some of the allegations include she told two people to wear makeup. Uh, say, hey, wear some lipstick next time. Uh, <laughs> she told a white lady that she couldn't wear her hair in braids because it was cultural appropriation. Nice. She also fat-shamed someone, asking, you want to be married and have a family, don't you? If so, you have to take care of you. <laughs> she gained a massive amount Holy of weight. Smoke, it was a real problem. <laughs> wow. Uh, she referenced a self whatever this means, a self-identified Mexican. Uh, this way, I guess, you know, someone with Mexican, Mexican heritage, she said, and I quote, this may take some time for me because I generally distrust Mexican people. Me- <laughs> Mex- <laughs> Mexican people have the option of being white when it's convenient for them. Channeling Archie Bunker? What, what, is, what is going on? What was her title again? Job title? Uh, director of the Office of Equity for the state of Washington. I don't trust you Mexican people, all right? Yeah. I'm all for the equity, but uh, the trust has to be built. I, I could think, 
I can think of three Mexican dudes right now who hear the statement, Mexicans have the option to be white, and they say, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> so she's been fired, you say? Yeah, yeah, nope. she's been she's been terminated, yes. Okay, there's one. We can keep a list of 2023 people that deserve to get fired. Oh, they'll eat themselves. All of them will eventually, yeah. yeah. Actually, there's a lot that deserve to be fired that have. Well, I think that dude out, is out at CNN. we got to get to that. And Tucker Carlson's back. Big news there, straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So Tucker Carlson returned mm-hmm. last night to Twitter. Yeah. It's the new show. It was 10 minutes long. Some people were criticizing him for that. Why? I don't know. It was too long or too short? It was too short. Oh. Well, I just it was figured just like it was, a monologue, and that's all it was. It was a, hey, I'm back sort of introductory sort of thing, right? But not so much. No, it wasn't. It was a little more detailed than that. I do. Here's the start. I'll play it. And part of this is kind of, at least from what some people have said, one of the reasons he got let go from Fox is because they couldn't control what he was going to say, and he was very critical of the war in Ukraine. And that's how he started the show last night, saying, Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. This morning it looks like somebody blew up the Kokovka Dam in southern Ukraine. The rushing wall of water wiped out entire villages, destroyed a critical hydropower plant, and as of tonight, puts the largest nuclear reactor in Europe in danger of melting down. Okay, everybody saw that story yesterday, right? Yeah. Okay. Might be a take you didn't hear. So, if this was intentional, it was not a military tactic. It was an act of terrorism. The question is, who did it? Well, let's see. The Kokovka Dam was effectively Russian. It was built by the Russian government, It currently sits in Russian-controlled territory. The dam's reservoir supplies water to Crimea, which has been, for the last 240 years, home of the Russian Black Sea Fleet. Blowing up the dam may be bad for Ukraine, but it hurts Russia more. And for precisely that reason, the Ukrainian government has considered destroying it. In December, the Washington Post quoted a Ukrainian general saying his men had fired American-made rockets at the dam's floodgate as a test strike. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep. That whole thing? Yeah. So really, once the facts start coming in, it becomes much less of a mystery what might have happened to the dam. Any fair person would conclude that the Ukrainians probably blew it up, just as you would assume they blew up Nord Stream, the Russian natural gas pipeline, last fall. And in fact, the Ukrainians did do that, as we now know. It's not like Vladimir Putin is anxious to wage war on himself. <laughs> oh. And then he just lays it out from there. And I think that's why so many people said, I've missed that guy. Oh, yeah. With just a completely different perspective of something that, you know, was a fairly big story, but not the end-all, be-all yesterday. And you hear this different angle of, like, here, here's kind of what's really going on. And after a while of watching Tucker, I would say this. He's right most of the time. I'm trying to think of how many times he was wrong. He's right a lot. And people could say, well, he goes overboard sometimes. Okay, Maybe. But his voice has been missed by a lot of people. Yeah. And so after this debuts, what was the last count you guys saw as far as people that had viewed it? I uh, saw over 60 million. Yeah, I saw over and, 50 million. I didn't see 60 million, but yeah, I'm sure you're right. And, and the important context, not to not to knock down the achievement, and I'll explain why in a minute, but um, Twitter counts a view as like one second. So if you're scrolling past, you see it go, boom, that's a, that's a play. Mm-hmm. But even if a small percentage of 60 million 
views, viewers, was, were actually people that watched it, he still got at least the same audience that he had on Fox News every night. Which around 3 million. Yes. yes. And, but we do this for a living. Did you guys know this was going to happen? No. I didn't either. That That's going to be the hardest thing about trying to really launch a... Uh, a show actually on Twitter as a platform because Twitter wasn't really designed for that kind of appointment viewing or, or listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was more like it's just that instant scroll, right? You're, you're constantly scrolling through new updates and things like that. It's hard to create a habit of going just to somebody's page every day. Yes, but I think this is, okay, possibly where it's different. We'll see. So as a regular viewer say, of Tucker Carlson. I just had it DVR'd. So I would never watch it live because mm-hmm. I didn't want to go through the commercials, to be honest. So I would watch it whenever it would probably be convenient. And, you know, but it was always sort of appointment listening. I wanted to know what he had to say. I think that can work the same way with Twitter. It can. Like, yeah, I want to see what he has to say, so I'll go to Twitter, not just to scroll, but specifically for that information. We'll see, man. And can cable people pick do this it with up? podcasts all the time? Can cable pick this up and run it? If you're Tucker, who cares? Well, I mean, I'm just saying, as a viewer, that maybe. I just wondered. Maybe. I mean, why? I think you? the first did it with Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. that'll happen or not. We'll see. Really interesting, though. Oh, another note, real quick. Um, I know you guys talked about, you know, maybe my love of hard rock music. Heavy metal music. Did mm-hmm. you know that it's it's good for you? <laughs> How so? Hi, my name is Dr. Nicole Andrioli. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I want to explain why this makes total sense. It's good Listening for you. to any type of music can be therapeutic and can allow for an emotional release. Mm-hmm. Heavy metal is no exception. In fact, heavy metal has been found to lessen negative emotions by reducing cortisol levels, which helps to lessen stress. Thank you. Appreciate that, doctor. <laughs> Maybe you'd be less stressful, Scott, if you quit the air supply and get some more Iron Maiden. I'm here to help, man. Here to help. <laughs> News update next, right? Here. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay. Parents' rights groups are like the KKK. Yeah, the uh, Southern Who Poverty. Who says that? The, it. it we are really in the in the silly season, okay? Uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center, this joke of an organization, has added a bunch of parents' rights groups to the list of hate groups. Okay. Because they're, they're objecting to... Uh, how would they frame it? It's Oh, it's because they're somehow upholding white supremacist values and attacking the LGBTQIA two-spirit uh, Alpha Epsilon... Twizzler uh, crowd. No one's attacking anybody. Nope. Saying stay away from the kids. Stay away from the kids. No, you don't, need fun. To, you don't need to talk to my kindergartner about his or her genitals. Okay? Right. You don't. You, there's no reason for you to do that. Um, but anyway, uh, former FBI investigator Frank Figliuzzi, you may have seen him on the Today Show. That guy. Yeah, occasionally uh. he's on MSNBC. He says, hey, this is a great thing because those damn parents are like the KKK. Okay, roll this nonsense. It's part of the so-called culture war that they want us to believe is happening. That that No, no, no. It is happening. And it's not a culture war. It's about protecting kids. That that our 
religious freedoms are being targeted. Our children what? are being targeted. And it's about as anti-freedom as you can be in reality, but that's that's not what they want. I hearken back to... Okay, are we going to get to a specific at all here, you hack? No. <laughs> no. Of course not. No, and, and remember, uh, rights and freedoms do not apply to state institutions. It, it's, it's to the citizens, it's to the individuals. The state does not have a right in the sense that I have the right to free speech. Such nonsense, man. And this whole thing with parents. The kids belong to the parents, not to you, not to the state, not to the country. I hearken back to decades ago when the FBI and the DOJ really aggressively targeted and, and successfully went after criminally the KKK. <laughs> and what happened there was they took off their hoods and their sheets and they put on suits and ties and they went local. And they ran for office. So this isn't the first time we've seen this going local mainstreaming of hatred. No, see, you have the whole thing backwards, okay? Because what you need to do is look at who has changed outfits now. The pedos used to stay in the shadows, and now they're out, okay? And they are, you know, pretty much saying, we want to be around your kids. We are going to have drag shows in front of your kids, we are going to get people into education and become teachers to influence your kids and groom them. That's what's happening, and that's what parents are saying. This has got to stop. Yeah. No more. I thought it was really interesting. There was another protest, and I, I believe this was Montgomery County, Maryland, where you had two sides of the debate over the LGBTQ stuff in schools. Mm -hmm. And you had a night on one side the people saying, hey, stay the hell away from the kids. You had many different races and creeds representative, uh, represented, particularly Muslims were there, uh, outspoken against this stuff. On the right. other side, the people saying, yes, we need to be able to teach kids about sexual kinks and fetishes as early as five. Mm -hmm. Mostly white women, mostly white liberal women. So Dear quite goodness, frankly, man. I mean, for Figliozzi, it's pretty on brand as a member of the FBI to be extremely Islamophobic. But that's what he's being right now. You're telling all those Muslim parents that they don't have a right to expect that their kids will not be indoctrinated into an ideology that they don't support. Oh, goodness, man. You know, the story you talked about earlier with the Armenian Americans outside of the school board meeting in mm -hmm. California. Yeah. Having had enough. When Muslim families get involved, it's going to go to another level. They're saying, no, you're not teaching that to our kids. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. And then the left's going to be in a real pickle. Mm -hmm. Which sides are you going to pick then? Yeah, that'll be very interesting. All right. It's that time of the show going around the table. It might not be the biggest story of the day, but it certainly caught your attention. David, today, what's your story? Uh, th this can be short and sweet if you want. The guy in Connecticut, his name is Mark Brault. He owns a bunch of land. I think it's 114 acres, something like that. Uh, he is suing the state of Connecticut, claiming a Fourth Amendment violation. Now, why? Mark was apparently accused of feeding bears on his property. You're not supposed to do that. Okay. And he is alleging that the state rigged up cameras to a bear and <laughs> unleashed it onto his property. <laughs> so he... So, so he's claiming, yes. and I think he's actually got a good point here. He is claiming a Fourth Amendment violation. 
because it, this was a this was warrantless surveillance on my property. You rigged up a camera to a bear. He actually included pictures of said bear with said camera slung around its neck. He says, you you knew what you were doing. You released it next to my property. It goes onto my property. Goes up to my house. And so, therefore, anything that you have on tape, you need to delete. You need to take the cameras off the bears because you are <laughs> you are <laughs> spying on me with bears. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good man oh that's a great story all right robin stop that what's your story uh well my story is uh, concerns pete davidson and his buddy colin jost from saturday night live okay apparently they were stoned to the bone when they bought a staten island ferry for two hundred and eight thousand dollars is this back-to-back days with Pete Davidson is your story? This is great. <laughs> he was asked, what are you going to do with this? He said, I got no idea what's going on with that thing. Probably shouldn't have bought it, he said. <laughs> he admitted he had no idea. And he said, well, maybe we'll host a pre-party there after the Transformers Rise of the Beast premiere, which he's in. He said, hopefully it turns into a Transformer and gets the blank out of here so I can stop paying for it. <laughs> now, Pete is a renowned leftist, of course, and I have an idea, Pete. You could house migrants on that boat. <laughs> Do your civil service. Step up, my friend. I know, you know, when you used to drink with buddies and sometimes you, like, might buy something you shouldn't have bought? Yeah. I've done that. What did you buy? A racehorse. Oh, yeah, that's a legendary story. But you were into it for a while. Uh, you yeah. were educating, well, me well, and other buddies about, uh, you know, how this. And, yeah. Horse was going to make you a bunch of money. You know, gonna cash the, in. never ran, never once <laughs> ran. Here's the thing: the thing is, don't drink, don't do drugs, and make decisions of any kind. Dude, All right, none. I am so glad I had no money during my real partying days, because I would have invested yes. in so many different things <laughs> yeah, that right. would have just ruined me. Uh, David, I got an idea, man. Listen. Yeah, it's like some late night, call this number now. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Used to be just some, you know, ab blaster that you'd get at 3 a.m. <laughs> this is a totally different a level for But he decommissioned ferry for $208,000. <laughs> My favorite is, as far as spending money, you know, or maybe you're not sober. Years ago, back when you still drank, Scott, and I did. If a hotel room was under your name, we were going to have a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the mini bar and everything else. Yeah. You get so mad. Well, you check out, and they're like, $800 bill. What? <laughs> it wasn't that bad. That was from Markley. a record label guy. Hey, my story today, uh, whew, you don't have to worry. You're safe here, Scott. David, you might have some explaining to do. Uh, new poll asked people, uh, have you uh, regularly slept with a stuffed animal as an adult? Um, 23% of people said yes, 72% no, 4% weren't sure if they were wasted or what. Um, so you're like, okay, as far as the stuffed animals that skewed toward women, obviously. No. 22% of men say they have regularly slept with stuffed animals as an adult. 25% of women. Okay. And they're saying, okay, this could be more of a recent phenomenon. Because it's 35% of people between the ages of 18 and 44. When you get to Gen X, that number drops to 14%, 6% for boomers. So I ask you, David Van Camp, mm -hmm. you know it, dudes that sleep with stuffed animals? Is it hot in here? 
Have you? I have. As an adult? Yeah, I have. I admit it. Were you a furry? Is this <laughs> coming out today? <laughs> no. What is going well, no, on? The, what? The story that goes, it was years ago, uh, my wife, now we were dating, uh, <laughs> living in Missouri in separate towns. I was up in uh, Mexico, Missouri. Uh, she was down in Rolla, Missouri, about two, two and a half hours difference. And she had left this big stuffed bear after one visit, after the after she first moved to Rolla, left it back at my apartment in Mexico. And so okay. I just kept it in the bed because it smelled like her. God. <laughs> it's the look on Robin's well, I'm, face. I'm sorry, Scott, but some <laughs> of us actually loved our wives. <laughs> wow. Wow. Man. That's a stinger. Well... I, and I'm thinking, I don't, I don't want to know what's going through your mind, actually, Robbins. I'm not going to ask what you're thinking about because I think it was just an innocent thing because the bear smelled like his wife. I know. It's not going where your mind's going. It's not fair. I wasn't well, there. No, it's not like that. Oh, hold on a second. No. I'm, I, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm uh, telling Robbins because I can read his mind. I've been around him for 30 years. I wasn't. You were was, thinking it, weren't you? Well, I didn't know if there was any snuggles going on. I, I wasn't walking into the bedroom with a jar of honey. <laughs> okay, I mean, okay. Uh, you know, this is why we can't have nice things. Golly. Yeah. I can tell by the look on your face, man, what you were thinking. I know. Uh, the CNN boss, he's already out. Is this because of the interview the guy did or just because he sucks at his job? Mm. We'll get to that much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, the head of CNN is out. Yeah, Chris Licht will be stepping down as the CEO and chairman of CNN. Just, what, 13 months, you were saying, Scott? 13 months, and you're done. Grand opening, grand closing. He did last longer than CNN Plus, though. (laughs) He'll have to pay the rest of his contract, which was 18 months. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, so the uh, CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery said, unfortunately, things did not work out the way we had hoped, and ultimately that's on me. I don't know what that means. That's on me for hiring the guy. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. Needless to say, we appreciate Chris's efforts and dedication and wish him all the best. <clears throat> and a lot of people are thinking this this had to do with this big profile that he did in the Atlantic mm-hmm. that was called Inside the Meltdown at CNN. Uh, people who worked within CNN were mad at him because of the way he talked about the network and things like that. And I'm like, guys, y'all were getting beat by reruns of uh, uh of the food network i mean it's it, you had nowhere to go but up and it's not his fault that you guys continue to suck well yeah they lost the people's trust they had the inner research inside cnn like yeah. what happened to the viewers you lost their trust the trump thing and then covid and then chris cuomo they just flat out lost people's trust that was also part of it well, apparently they're going to run this thing by committee now. Yeah, um, they, and I did a deep dive on this. Scientific research has indicated this has worked uh, perhaps zero times. <laughs> no times has running things by committee worked. But they're going to do it that. anyway. Well, I suppose for now. The other interesting thing, because a lot of people said, you know, that whole piece the Atlantic did on him is what did him in. And, you know, I'm certainly not going to sign up for a free trial of the Atlantic to read that hunk of crap but you know other publications have taken part of that story and made it their own story and there was one in the new york post and it catches your attention because it says jim machine chris licks 50 pound weight loss 
actually aided by Ozempic. Yeah. And apparently, as he had somebody following him around doing interviews, and while he's at the gym, he actually used the words, I'm a machine. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Now, do you get fired on that alone? Yeah. Oh, I've been corrected. Sorry. He didn't say that. Um, Talking about his strict diet and exercise regimen. I'm a bleeping machine. Of course, naturally. Well, yeah. there's only one machine you can be. That's right. <laughs> well, that's not always true. I'm sorry to just, you know, squabble here, Scott, but that woman that was Miss World or whatever under Trump yeah. was Miss Eating Machine. Oh, that's, that's true. true. He called me Miss Eating Machine, Miss Piggy. Yes. Yeah, that lady. <laughs> so you can be so an eating machine or a bleeping machine. The two machines are available. You know, I... Both of them are out of work, though. Yeah, What what really... I think what really did him in, though, was the Mean Girls Club at CNN. Yeah, me too. I mean, that, that's really what it is. I mean, Anderson yep. Cooper, uh, Jake Tapper, all these people who are going out, and in some cases, like Oliver Darcy, the Hall Monitor uh, uh, media reporter there now. Yeah. I mean, he like publicly is attacking his own boss. How do you not just immediately fire the guy? And that that's the thing to me is downfall wasn't that they continued to be in the in the gutter in terms of ratings. The downfall was that he didn't just completely clean house. Say, listen, it's going to cost us X amount of dollars to pay out contracts or whatever yeah. or keep people on the beach, whatever. We got to rebuild this thing because the, the bummer to me is there are a lot of good reporters. You never see them on prime time, but there are actually good reporters within CNN. You see that with, like, the Afghanistan withdrawal, people on the front lines. They're bringing the news. They can do good work. The problem is they have toxic people as the faces of their network. Dude, I mean, think about this for a second. I mean, Anderson Cooper was going out there saying how horrible the network was because they did a town hall with the leading Republican candidate who was the president. That's crazy. Oh, we're giving him a voice. <laughs> and yeah, Anderson Cooper, you know, and people wonder what happened to him. I do have audio of him after he found out Chris Licht was fired. <laughs> there he was. That was his reaction. Giggly. Okay, maybe that was an old giggle reel. But Anderson Cooper giggling <laughs> to me is always funny. It's never not going to be funny. <laughs> He's got quite a little giggle there. He does. Um. Something else I want to bring up. Have you ever heard of the two beers and a puppy test? No. <laughs> no. I, me drunk at PetSmart? What? No, this is... If you have a person, you want to know if they're a real friend? Would you want to have two beers with them? And would you trust them to take care of a new Ooh. puppy if you were out of town? Man, that's a high Th- bar. That's how you know if that person's a friend or not. Real friend. Mm-hmm. The two beers, easy. You got a new puppy. You trust that person to take care of them. But I would say you're both in that category. Are you saying I'm not, Scott? You're not. Are you serious? Of course you are. David? Hello, David? Hello, David. Where'd David go? Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show.
The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot going on. Um, it does seem to get crazier every day mm-hmm. with the whole trans ideology. Um, you have a clip, David. This is from a teacher? Yeah. Well, there was a big fight outside of a school board meeting in the Los Angeles area, Glendale School District. Um, they were going to be declaring it Pride Month. or Did you know it was Pride Month? I heard when, something when about that. When did that happen? I don't know. I haven't seen enough advertising about it. That's the month that uh, oh. supports the Proud Boys, right? <laughs> I don't think so. It's about, oh. I don't think that's it's, it. It's, it's, it's about something else? Okay. Mm. Is it All about right. a family of, of lions? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I got it. It's Lion cool. King Awareness Month. Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there's a, a large segment of the community there locally that's not really all that thrilled about not just Pride Month, but about putting all this, you know, LGBTQ propaganda stuff into grade schools, into kindergarten classes. Like, they're, they're not cool with it. Um, oh. And so there was a fight because some communists, literally communists, they call themselves communists and Antifa, um, showed up outside to counter-protest. They started trying to mix it up. They got their asses kicked uh, by rather large Armenian guys. And uh, anyway, the school district went ahead and declared it Pride Month anyway. Uh, inside the meeting, meanwhile, the freak shows were on full display. This is a lady who says she's a teacher in the district, but not only a teacher. Roll it. I'm also a community member who volunteers extensively in Ross and South L.A., and I work at the Children's Hospital Los Angeles with queer and trans youth in large groups. And so I deal with a lot of their trauma related to... Do you hear that? Hold on a second. Please tell me that wasn't someone snapping their fingers instead of applauding. Multiple people snapping. Instead of clapping. I don't know what the (laughs) deal... My first act of president is to make sure that those people are put down. (laughs) You mean like a pet? (laughs) <laughs> yes. For their own good. <laughs> right. Yes. For all our good. But out of like, their suffering. It's like a spooked horse that keeps kicking people, you know? Save society, man. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll get to the rest of the clip. Related to they know they're trans when they're three, four, three, or five. four, five years old. Yeah. Okay. Of course, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then what was the whole well, that's our system. That's what it was built on. Well, Judeo-Christian uh, values. And, so get the out. Well, please. Also, again, I mean, it's not like Judeo-Christian cultures are the only ones who have have a long history of establishing that men are men and women are women. No, of course not. Um, you know how you have Florida, Texas, busing migrants to different parts of the United States? Yeah. Can we round these folks up and fly them to Afghanistan? <laughs> different countries around the world where they're, they won't be so oppressed? Just suggestions. I'm here to help, not to hurt. You know, just looking for ideas. I'm an idea guy, Scott. I know. I get that. Yeah. Go Won't to China work. and snap your fingers for a while. Yes. See how that works out for you. Yeah. Because yeah. you're so tired of the oppression here. Patriarchal whiteness or what? This, well, you this... remember that time you were four and you knew you were a girl 
and this whole patriarchal system kept saying, you're a boy, Scott. And you were held back forever. Oh, wait. Yeah, no one thought that then, of course. Well, just, no. Come on, in the last 10 years, right. because of a social contagion and because of nuts like this, that person should be nowhere near a kid. Every time she starts to go near, one of the Armenian Americans should take care of business. <laughs> it could be woman on woman. But, man, if you do that, then they're going to say this woman identifies as a... Whatever. No, whatever. Just don't let them around the kids mm -hmm. in the end. You know, we'll go here to the Tucker Carlson story because he had his first show on Twitter last night. Like uh, 10 minutes. And surprised everybody. It did. Yeah. It was a pleasant surprise. Glad to see him and wanted to know what he had to say. He was talking about Ukraine, but then he made a broader point of what's going on in the United States. And... And what we just heard from that kook was a great example of what becomes, after a while, to some people, as normal. Because people are lied to every day. They never seek out, actually, the truth. And this is part of what he had to say last night. Now everybody in power talks like that. Diversity is our strength. Trans women are women. Zelensky is Churchill. It's all self-evidently true. Doesn't need an explanation and don't ask questions. Sound familiar? Of course it does. That's the pap they're serving us day after day in steaming lumpy portions. <laughs> steaming lumpy portions. That was pretty good. By this point, it's possible that American citizens are the least informed people in the world. Your average yak herder in Tajikistan knows who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. It's obvious. Does he think some skinny dude in a dress is actually a girl? Come on. That idea would never occur to him. You've got to be lied to at full volume over a period of years in order to reach conclusions like that. And, of course, we have been. The media lie. They do. We talk about it yeah. all the time. Well, and, and this is a playbook. I know it's always risky to try to compare historical eras, but when you talk about the Marxist ideology behind a lot of this mm -hmm. stuff, that's important. It's not just a buzzword. It's not just, oh, meant to scare you. No, it actually is. Uh, Marxist ideology, which is basically you will uh, accept things that are not true. And one Correct. good example of that is, uh, I always forget how to pronounce it, uh, Lysenkoism. It's named after a geneticist, a pseudoscientist, who found prominence within the Soviet Union under the, under the uh, communist regime. And what he did was completely reject, at the time, modern genetics. That the idea of passed down traits, the idea of a competition among species, because he said this idea of competition for resources was rooted in Western capitalism and imperialism. Whereas in his mind, what you could do, like specifically with planting crops, he said, well, the idea is that if you have uh, two types of plants in the same quote unquote class and plant them very close together, there's no way that they would compete for resources. They would look out for one another. They, right. Of course, that's nonsense. And anybody who's ever farmed or even cracked a book about agriculture knows that's absolutely not true. Nature is about survival of the fittest. But he thought the idea of survival of the fittest was rooted in Western capitalist uh, ideology that was evil. That was, and, and so what right. wound up happening is that his ideas wound up taking root in the Soviet Union, and then millions of people starved to death. Correct. 
but people who were actually geneticists, people who actually knew that, were imprisoned and in some cases killed by the state because they wouldn't go along with it because they were puppets of Western capitalism. Exactly. And that's why you see, well, so many people in the medical field going along with this. Well, if this person identifies as a woman, then that's a woman. They know better. They really do. But then they start to buy in day after day after day. And because of pressure, they just succumb to the pressure and sort of go along with it instead of standing up. Because you have creatures of comfort. But, though, I mean, if we want to change what's going on, people got to stop doing that. You have to stand up against it. It's crazy. Um, saw this, just a quick note. This was kind of wild to me. What happened in Cleveland? A couple of Browns defensive players were robbed at gunpoint by six masked dudes outside a downtown nightclub. Did you hear this story? Wow, no, I haven't. Yes. Um, they're okay. And the Cleveland Browns coach, Kevin Svonsky, is certainly relieved that they're okay. Um, but Greg Newsom II and Perrion Winfrey um, came out of this club, and there's mass dudes. Here's your stuff. I don't know if they knew who they were. <laughs> I'm guessing they would. Yeah, they probably did. Because, okay, yeah. well, they're going to have some money, and we're going to be able to you know, steal a vehicle and get away with some cash here. But it doesn't seem like it used to be. Man, you don't want to pick on the football dudes. Oh, those, are, those are big human beings. Well, at least in their defense, I can tell you they were concerned about the health and safety of others by masking up. <laughs> were they? <laughs> okay, well, that's good. I didn't see that part of the story, yeah, wow. actually, but, yeah, okay. They don't want blood on their hands. Yeah, according to the report, one of the players returning to his truck around 3.30 a.m., mass suspects jumped out of a car, robbed him of jewelry before fleeing in his vehicle. Yep, thanks a lot. See you later. Damn. Yeah, Newsom wrote on uh, Twitter, it's a cruel world we live in. No doubt, man. And you see more and more like crimes committed by groups of people where it's all coordinated and a lot of retail theft. It's not just like one person. It's like four or five upwards of 10 people all coordinating how they're going to, you know, go in and rob a store. Yeah. Absolutely wild. Meanwhile, in Japan, um, Pizza Hut there has a new limited time menu item. Sometimes these happen in other countries. Right. People in the United States get jealous. They start yeah. ringing corporate office and sending messages. We would like to have this here. Um, I don't know if it sounds good to you. It's Wiener Coffee Pizza. <laughs> what? It's Wiener Coffee Pizza. How does this work? It, it comes topped with coffee sauce and cream cheese and features a crusted liner with Wiener sausages. It also comes with a can of whipped cream to add on top of pizza as you like. Whipped cream. Apparently it's tongue-in-cheek, but based on a social media joke, mm -hmm. um, Wiener coffee is how some Germans refer to as Viennese coffee, a sweet coffee with chocolate and whipped oh. cream, but some young people took it literally. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> hit up your local pizza hut if the Wiener coffee pizza sounds good to you. <laughs> that just sounded like an out-of-school meeting with my kid's kindergarten teacher. Oh, man, and then you had to take that kid out of the school, exactly. didn't you? That day. Yeah, don't blame me for that. Oh, I come in decaf. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, let's see if this sounds familiar, Scott. A big chunk of Gen Z is just fine with the government spying on them. Of course they are. We will get to that much more coming up right here.
Larry Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so uh, a lot of Gen Z is just okay with the government spying on them, you say? Uh, yeah, a newly released Cato Institute National Survey of 2,000 Americans. They asked respondents whether they favor or oppose the government installing surveillance cameras in every household to reduce domestic violence, abuse, and other illegal activity. Now, overall, only 14% of Americans support this idea. Uh, 10%, meanwhile, have no opinion one way or the other. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, Americans under the age of 30 stand out, though. Uh, three in 10 uh, of these Americans under 30 favor the government installing surveillance cameras in every household. Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, this is what happens in the cell phone generation. I mean, everybody's on camera anyway. They think, well, might as well let the government take care of me. Yeah. I also blame Elf on the Shelf. for years in school. Yeah. <laughs> elf on the Shelf. Yeah. That's true, too. The old elf. You know, I've talked to a number of different people around that age that will also say, I don't want to give up t TikTok. And if you really want something to go viral and you want to cash in, you got to be on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Instagram's not enough. Snapchat, whatever. It's got to be TikTok. And then you're trying to explain that's a Chinese spy app. You ever try to have that conversation with someone that's younger? Why they shouldn't have it? Yeah. Like, no, I haven't. Beating your personally. head against the wall. Well. And then I think to myself, you know, a lot of this is happening. And people don't even know. And it could be their bank. Like Bank of America. Monitoring your purchases, tracking your emissions. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you know, if you're following this stuff, you might say, well, I, I had, you know, read that they help fund abortions and, you know, attack the Second Amendment rights. But that... They're monitoring your purchases and tracking your emissions, hoping at some point in time that, well, they're going to use this information to make sure you don't drive a gas-powered car? Well, it's that, and also this is the precursor to a centralized digital currency system, mm -hmm. which, you know, the state of Texas, state of Florida, other jurisdictions have said, no, we're not doing that, we're not taking part in it. But the basic idea is, you know, in the name of controlling the weather, they can say, well, you've used up your credit, your your carbon credits now. So you're yes. cut off. Not, nah, Sorry, you're not going to go see Grandma this weekend. <laughs> Had you heard that before, Scott? No. It wasn't that long ago, just to bring it up. And this isn't to pile on, but you had the attitude. David would be talking about... People spying. It was when you got a smart TV, David. Yeah. Your wife bought the smart TV. You didn't like the smart part. You'd put mm -hmm. the tape over the camera. Yeah. Don't want to be spied on. This guy would say, well, what do I care? Especially like on Facebook or something like that. I mean, it has then ads that I like. You've changed that. Well, attitude, a huh? little bit because now I've realized the error of my ways. And being an adult male, I'm able to you know, navigate life based on the information that's given me at the time. Yes. And if elected, my friends, I will. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are not alone in that. No, I just figured, well, who cares, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. But exactly. I'm starting to think differently now. Oh, goodness. I mean, you think about 10 years, think about five years, how your attitudes on certain things have changed. Oh, my gosh. Some of the conversations we have right now, five yeah. years ago, you would have thought you were nuts. Yeah. Well, I, I took the, and you did too, I think we all did. I mean, five years ago, I was like, live and let live, man. Whatever, not hurting me, whatever. 
Yeah, I used but, to fight you on that. But that wasn't enough. Then no, they wanted more. And then they wanted more. And then they wanted more. It's like, hey, man, enough already, okay? Yeah. I was part of the live and let live crowd. Not anymore. No, you must celebrate. Exactly. Yes. I must be told what to do and do it according to what they tell me. Yes. Hotels.com just released its first ever room service report. Well, a lot of people going on vacation, staying at hotels. One of the things they did was list the most unusual room service requests. Like bison. Bison? Yeah. In the room? <laughs> just to eat. Oh, okay. I like you know, bison burgers. It's good. I do yeah, too. Good. Yeah. Rice bowl for a dog. <laughs> well, mm. Upset tummy. Right, Maybe. exactly. Yeah. Um, a cooked fish that the guests brought with them. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Pull it out of the bucket. There you go. David's favorite, the no-egg white omelet. Yeah. <laughs> Just all yolk, man. Yeah. I love it. Blowfish, mm. melted ice cream, and number one was diet water. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, David, biggest story of the day. Biggest story of the day. Man, there are so many things going on. Uh, you have CNN boss Chris Licht. He is gone. He has been licked, you could say. Mm-hmm. He's out. Uh, there was the massive fight breaking out outside of a school board meeting in California. I mean, people have had it with the, the pride nonsense. You get that sense that it's more and more and more oh, yeah. people of all you know, races, genders, religious backgrounds who are just, we're done. We're, we're fine. You know, just leave us alone. Uh, Bill Barr saying, no, we didn't shut down an investigation into Joe Biden and the bribery investigation. In fact, we shipped it over to Delaware. There's a lot to get to yet. And a great quote from Phil Mickelson coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer. Scott Robbins. Okay. um, This is an interesting story out of Arizona, and I don't understand why this happened. Yeah, lawmakers in Arizona passed a bill that would ban teachers from creating porn on campus. This was introduced not in, a, not in a vacuum. It's because two teachers were fired for making porn on campus. You need a bill for this? Yeah, apparently I mean, so, yeah. Honest to gosh, man. Well, Democrat Governor Let's Katie... Let's do porn on campus. Okay. <laughs> well, here's the... We, even... need a, we need a law to stop that sort of behavior. What is going on? Here, here's the even God, wilder part so here, Scott. Dumb. All right. Democrat Governor Katie Hobbs vetoed the bill. Well, of course she did. <laughs> She says, while I agree that not all content is appropriate for minors, this bill is a poor way to address those concerns. No, it's not. It's the perfect way. If you have to do it this way, yes. The sponsor. What is wrong with you? Golly. This stuff makes me crazy. Are you arguing for porn being shot in schools? You're arguing for it. Did you How know? do these people even exist? <laughs> uh, dude. God. Uh, oh. She's saying that it is written in such a vague manner that it serves as little more than a thinly veiled effort to ban books. No, it, no, what? Now, the legislation <laughs> includes language which would ban sexually explicit materials, including those that are textual, visu- visual, or audio. So... She's saying, "Well, okay, we I, maybe we can maybe we can agree that you know having your OnlyFans page hosted at the school isn't appropriate, 
But pornographic books in the library, thats we got to protect that at all costs. So dumb. <laughs> Just so dumb. The, the, you know what? And then again, I go back okay. to the, hey, you elected this idiot. Did they really? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Sounds Arizona. like they did. I know, but. Uh, okay. David, I'll ask you being the millennial. At middle school, high school, were there like suggestive books somewhere in the library? I remember there is a there is a poem, and I can't remember who the poet was, where the go the uh, the last line was something like, "I wonder can ghosts die," and and the related to your question, the thing that was funny is that some of my nerd friends figured out that it was actually a play on words because uh, back in the day, "die" was another word for uh, climaxing. Got it, and so it was like, oh, oh my gosh! But no, I, I mean, we but it didn't wasn't have that. like you know cartoon pictures no. of a boy giving oral sex to another boy. No, like there has been over the past several years now. It, so all of a sudden, you know what? We've fallen behind the rest of the world. We got to up our porn game in middle school. What the f- is that? Let's welcome today's what? poet class, Barnacle Bill the Sailor. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there such a fever pitch to make sure all these books I, are in the school? Honestly, and all you come back to is David saying because they want to diddle your kids. I honestly yeah. don't get it. I just don't understand. I, I think, again, there's, there's two categories. I think there are people who are left-wing culture warriors and think anything that conservatives uh, are opposed to must be something that should be celebrated because that's already fair. always wrong about all, anything. And then, yes, there is a contingent of people that are just evil and want to diddle kids. And, you know, you, you have to decide who is on which side of that part, but, you know, take it on a case by case basis. But for the, for the first group I mentioned, I always wonder again, it gender queer is one of these books, right? Where it has graphic mm-hmm. depictions of, I mean, Anyway, yeah, we've gone yes. through some of the stuff yeah. and uh, that the content that's on or in that book. They don't actually know what is in the book because media tells them it's just about uh, being gay inclusive. Right. Right. Which that's not true. If you actually were to read the books, and I always love this, when a parent shows up at a school board meeting and starts reading from those books... And the school board president or somebody else is saying, hey, hold on a second. We're on public access cable, okay? We can't just read right. this material. But you're going to give it to a fourth grader? Are you nuts? You know what it reminds me of, man? The way media today is treating the Matt Walsh Daily Wire documentary, What is a Woman? How did they – because what is that documentary? If you've seen it, you know. Walsh is going around trying to figure out exactly the trans ideology – and all it is is people that are all for that are sort of either explaining or not explaining very well what it is. They bury themselves throughout the entire documentary, mm-hmm. right? How does the media call it? They say it's an anti-trans video. Yeah. No, it's a documentary. Asking the question, yeah. what is a woman? And people won't answer the question because it just goes in circles. It's crazy. All right, let's get to uh, Chris Christie. He announced he's running for president. Penn's did today. Yeah. But 
Christie is already hammering Trump. Yeah, uh, former New Jersey governor, Trump campaign member, Chris Christie, now running for president. And he went after Trump's daughter and son-in-law in a big way. Oh, roll it. Let me tell you something, everybody. The grift from this family is breathtaking. It's breathtaking. Jared Kushner and Ivanka Kushner walk out of the White House and months later get $2 billion from the Saudis. $2 billion from the Saudis. You think it's because he's some kind of investing genius? Or do you think it's because he was sitting next to the President of the United States for four years doing favors for the Saudis? That's your money. That's your money he stole and gave it to his family. You know what that makes us? A banana republic. Whoa. I don't know if it was really our tax dollars. It was Saudi money, right? I mean, yeah. maybe yes. he acquired it using our money, I suppose. But, yeah, it, I mean, he's going to come out swinging, and there is no love lost between Jared Kushner and Chris Christie. And I, the Cliff yeah, that version, back. Yeah, of this is Chris Christie put Jared Kushner's dad in prison. Charles yep. Kushner was the dad's name. He, wound, he was initially being investigated for making illegal campaign contributions. His brother-in-law wound up going state's witness on him, turning himself into the FBI and giving information on, on Jared Kushner's dad. And as revenge, Daddy Kushner hired a prostitute to sleep with him. He filmed it and then sent it to the family. Like to threaten, and then the family was like, uh, "No, hand that right over to federal prosecutors." Boom, he goes to prison. <laughs> I mean, this wow. is Mr. Tough Guy. <laughs> there, there, there's some Goodfellas stuff that's going to be happening oh, yeah. here. Yeah. Wow. Wow, man. Well, and then he's going with that the same day the news breaks that Live Golf, backed by the Saudis, mm-hmm. <laughs> does a deal with. The PGA Tour, which Trump predicted would happen last July. We had talked about that yesterday. Um, but, man, and Trump was all applauding the deal. Yeah, yeah, they were coming together. And there are still, you know, plenty of people in America going, hey, anyone remember 9-11 with the Saudis? No. You have different people divided on this. But if you have followed the golf story at all and you hear the heads of the PGA Tour saying, you know, this, this was to bring the game together. It's been divided. And uh, okay, just cut the bull. Okay, I'll play golf a little. Like this last weekend, I'm playing with a buddy of mine and two guys that I didn't know before. Just met. We're having a fine time. Do you think we were fighting whether or not are you are you team live or are you team PGA Tour? No, it's like it's just all entertainment. This inner war of golf. No, it's about the Saudis and their league, and then you know all the lawsuits with the PGA Tour, all of that stuff. So last night. And I'm talking with my son-in-law and, um, well, the whole family's talking about this whole thing and what it means. And we're watching news coverage of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me, and I didn't hear too many people bring it up of what Phil Mickelson had originally said. And this ended up in the Mickelson book, um, that was written by Alan Shipnick. And it was why he was talking to the Saudis to begin with, along with Greg Norman. And it's in the book, but part of that conversation, Mickelson was saying he had enlisted three other top players and they paid for attorneys to write the Saudi Golf League's operating agreement, codifying that the players would have control of all the details. And he didn't pretend to be excited about hitching his fortunes to Saudi Arabia, admitting what ended up being live golf was nothing more than what he called sports washing 
by a brutally repressive regime. And the quote was from Mickelson, they're scary mother bleepers to get involved with. We know they killed Khashoggi, talking about the Washington Post reporter, Jamal Khashoggi, and have a horrible record on human rights. They execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all of this, why would I even consider it? Because this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates. They've been able to get by with manipulative, coercive, strong-arm tactics because we, the players, had no recourse. As nice a guy as PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan comes across as, unless you have re- leverage, he won't do what's right. And the Saudi money has finally given us that leverage. I'm not sure I even want the Saudi league to succeed, but just the idea of it, it is allowing us to get things done with PGA Tour. And you look back at that quote now. Yeah. Which is coming up on two years. I guess they got the leverage. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw all these PGA guys, too, backpedaling, too. You know, I know we come off as hypocritical now. Well, yeah. Absolutely. And the, and you can make the argument a lot of those guys lost out on cash. Because some of those guys were, all, I mean, some $10 million, $20 million, other guys over $100 million. Yeah. And they were to be loyal to the PGA Tour. <laughs> yeah, right. But as it happens in regular life, the company's not always loyal back to you. Demanding loyalty. But won't give it back. Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's sort of the way the whole thing went down, man. Uh, anyway, yeah, this guy's like, well, I understand how people could feel that way. However, we want to grow the game worldwide. And blah, 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 oh, that whole blah, grow blah. the game thing. Give yeah. me a break with that, too. Yeah. Man, oh, man. All right, another story that we had mentioned. This was out of the Wall Street Journal. Helicopter parents are showing up in the workplace. What? I can remember like 15 years ago, the whole thing about helicopter parenting and, oh, it's got to stop. I had thought it had calmed down, I guess. Hadn't heard much about it. But showing up in the workplace, this is a new thing. Um, Subheadline, anxious parents are filling out job applications, appearing at interviews, and mediating work conflicts. With their kids? Yes. Oh, man. I I will say that... uh... All three of us have been in charge of hiring decisions at one point or another. I would say that I, I, I think I can speak for all of us that if an applicant showed up to a job interview with mom holding, like, I don't know, his brown paper lunch bag or something, or his Transformers <laughs> lunchbox right. or yes. whatever, yeah, that person wouldn't be getting the job. No. Unless he shared his chocolate milk with me out of his thermos. <laughs> Be careful. Soon Mama's Boy is going to be a protected class. I, exactly. I mean, I thought the same thing. Happy, but I'm like, who does this? It's, they'll have their own month. It'll be called Lack of Pride Month. <laughs> the only thing I thought, actually, what you were going to say, Scott, depends on what mom looks like. Well, yeah. And I was going to say, is, is mom, does mom have a beard and a dress on? <laughs> so in the story, they talk about this lady that's going to this Dollar Tree in Loganville, Georgia, and she saw an angry woman on her phone entering in. Turns out the woman was, uh, had just talked to her daughter, and there was a customer at the Dollar Tree where her daughter worked that had given her daughter a hard time, and she was out to give the customer a piece of her mind for the way she treated her daughter. It's like, holy smokes. Gosh, dang. In the story, it says, anxious parents have shepherded their kids through high school, college, and a pandemic. Now they're entering the workplace. Recruiters and hiring managers say they are seeing an uptick in parents inserting themselves into their children's professional lives. 
calling up hiring managers, applying for jobs on their behalf, and even showing up on the job to help mediate conflicts. Gosh, dang. Oh, yeah. They mentioned this resort, Smuggler's Notch, in Jeffersonville, Vermont. Hold your comments. Okay. (laughs) So at Smuggler's Notch Resort, parents haven't only applied for summer jobs on behalf of their kids. They frequently try to sit in on the interviews. And the dude that was asked about it in the story said, a lot of times we don't allow that, but sometimes it has happened. Occasionally, the parents are allowed to, to stay. This is the way you need to answer this, Teresa. And it did seem that a lot of times this was moms with their daughters, but I think it also includes moms with sons. If it's dudes, too, you don't see that as much. Mm-hmm. But how can you, as you said, give somebody the job based on mom showing up? Doesn't that just say this kid's not ready for it? Well, right away, mom's going to sit in the hallway while I interview yeah. daughter or son. I'm not allowed. You're not coming in here. No. <laughs> She going on dates with you too? God dang. All right. News update straight ahead. <laughs> the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. She whiz, man. Let's get to the hotel story because I just saw something disturbing about the Girl Scouts. Okay. Uh, The first and fourth largest hotels in the city of San Francisco are getting ready to go into foreclosure on purpose. Uh, the company that owns both park hotels and resorts to say uh, now that they are done making payments on the loans for the Hilton, San Francisco, Union Square, and Park 55. They are done because it's not worth the investment, because they are worrying about deteriorating street conditions. They are concerned that no end is in sight to the uh, no end is in sight. Uh, to the rampant drug abuse, crime, homelessness, and all that. So it's better to just go through foreclosure than it is to continue paying on that loan. Yeah, it's like the map for so many liberal cities. They're following the directions right to San Francisco. Now, some I don't think will ever get as bad because, say, for instance, Chicago, it's a little cold to be homeless in the wintertime. Yeah. Mm. At the same time, as far as the policies go, that's why you got so many businesses getting out of there. Well, sure. They have options. Absolutely. And and I I saw the, the trailer of the new San Francisco tourism video they're throwing around now. Come on back. Beautiful city we got. Yeah, here. they spent sixty million dollars. Sixty million dollars on this. Wow. By the way, real quick story on the Girl Scouts. Um they are pushing the LGBTQ plus agenda. There is a new pride patch no. that you can earn as a Girl Scout if you complete some tasks. Uh, yeah. What tasks? Yeah, we can get to that. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here. Jamie Marshall. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Do you have breaking news, David? I do. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, he must be good. Okay. I can't wait. 
So, <laughs> all right. So Mike Pence, uh, former vice president, is uh, is formally now running for president. Yeah. Um, I don't think he stands a chance, but it'll be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. The dynamic between him and Donald Trump, of course, had a lot of nice things to say about Donald Trump, actually. Uh, during he usually does. Yeah. Um, anyway, part of his big announcement was uh, invoking baseball as being exemplary of American greatness. And um, I think it was just sort of going to the baseball and apple pie and, you know, the, the spirit of competition, the spirit of, of working hard to achieve a really hard goal. Mm-hmm. Washington Post fact-checked him on that analogy. What? Analysis. Mike Pence says baseball has a track record of American greatness. That's only if you ignore its many flaws and contradictions. Oh, boy. Are you you kidding me? Wow. Guy does a metaphor. Okay. And and you're going to really write this weeping thing? This weeping fact check of this? We now, don't have any trans players. There's not enough players of color. Now, now, I agree that the analogy is bad because of one big flaw with Major League Baseball, and that's that it, it hates you. Major League Baseball hates its fans. It hates its main audience. It hates its main constituency. It hates its players. It, it hates the people who, who have to broadcast the game. Major League Baseball hates you. <laughs> if you're new to the show... Yeah, Scott's a big baseball fan. David likes yeah. to remind him that baseball yeah. hates him because of well, some of their woke ideologies. Yeah, well, it's, it's, not, it's not just Scott. Major League Baseball hates you, Jamie. It hates me. It hates you who are listening right now. It it hates you. Yeah, there are a lot of sports that hate you. But I, don't I, mind I would argue almost Scott, every especially. sport. Yeah, but hate you if it, you use the same sort of uh, lens to look through it. I don't know though, man. In the last few years, Major League Baseball has risen to the top. All right, they're they've got a commanding ten game lead uh, lead over everybody else. Well, the NBA's hated you for a while, right? See, I don't I don't pay attention to uh, yeah. the, the communist uh, subsidiary, the NBA. I don't really yeah. follow the NBA, so you pro- you're probably right on that part. Yeah, um, yeah. This damaged the WNBA too. <laughs> did pence say anything about saving america's meat because that was probably my favorite speech that he ever gave that was his his finest moment yeah 2020 we're not gonna let joe biden and kamala harris cut america's meat <laughs> with the passion he delivered that with still an all-timer to me um oh, i want to give an update on the girl scouts uh the girl scouts now um, well, can now collect a patch for attending a pride celebration. There's these new patches, okay? Again, as we say over and over and over, hey, Alphabet Mafia, stay away from the kids. They won't do it. Oh, heck no, they won't do it. And you can come to your own conclusion as to why, but they will not do it. So I saw this story, Daily Wire, Girl Scouts can now collect a patch for attending a pride celebration, studying LGBTQ plus history, or creating art that celebrates leaders from the LGBTQ plus community. The Pride Month Fun Patch 
can be earned through participation in several different activities from a list of 20 recommendations, most of which seem designed to help promote the agenda. So you can attend a pride celebration in June with your family or troop, it says. Um, you can read a children's book featuring LGBTQ plus characters. You can create rainbow flags to celebrate. Do I have to say the letters every time? No, I get it. Alphabet Mafia uh, and Pride Month. Or memorize a poem by an alphabet poet. Draw a map of the United States and mark it uh, on six LGBTQ historical landmarks and read about why they're important. You could also read about the Stonewall Uprising in 1969 and its importance to the LGBTQ alphabet community. Write a poem about that historic day. Now, this Pride Month patch for the Girl Scouts is designed for Girl Scouts of all levels and their leaders to honor alphabet history to celebrate the diverse cultures and identities of alphabet people and to acknowledge the many contributions of the alphabet community, what they've made and continues to make across this nation. Mm-hmm. Stop buying the cookies. Uh, see, <clears throat> it's not that little girl's fault. She's just I said this years ago. For her, yeah, I know. You know. If you really, if you really want to do her a favor, say you know this group that you're selling cookies for, terrible. Yeah, I'm going to tell. There's that. better ways to use your time. Yeah. It used to be yeah. a really good organization, but it's not anymore. Come here, eight-year-old. run for your life. Come here, eight-year-old. You know what? <laughs> that organization you belong to. Yep, they're going to send you to hell. No, no, that they, organization. They don't have the power to do that, but there is a pathway. Yeah, I'm not no. going to have this conversation with an eight-year-old girl I don't know. Hi, there. Are you going to buy the cookies? I love the cookies. I, I feel no like I'm supporting like? them. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think about that when I buy the cookies. I don't think about what mm-hmm. the rainbow patch is all about. You don't, you don't think about the idea that this organization is okay with convincing eight-year-old girls to chop their breasts off when they're 12? No, I don't, I, well, they're not doing that. I mean, that's part of the whole rainbow patch thing. But you can't say no to the chocolate mints. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I, but not my not my problem about your breasts that are soon going to get cut off. I want my mints. <laughs> I think you'd look good in a beard. <laughs> God dang. Is that a pylon right now? No, I just, I, I, I somehow, Listen. there's certain things I can separate. And a little doe-eyed girl looking at me off selling me cookies at the supermarket when I go in. I don't think about that sort of thing, and neither does she. I understand that. Yeah, okay. I get it. I just can't. I can't. In right I, I know. I got to give a dollar to it. I, know, man, I, I understand it. what and you're my, saying. I, I get it. I daughters do. and Girl Scouts. It's not that it. ain't it, I, man. Yeah. It's, you know, at some point in time, you got to stop supporting stuff that's just freaking evil. Trying to help her win the pizza party by selling the most cookies. Well, you wanted to help her get the patch, don't you? I didn't help her get the patch. But now she's going to come to your door. She wants the patch. Will you help her get the patch? Well, no, I'm not going to help her get that patch. <laughs> I'm not going to help her get any patches. You have to earn those on your own. I'm not helping. Yeah, you could you could teach her the lyrics to Bicycle Race, and that'll help her get the patch. There you That's go. That's a poem by a prominent right. LGBTQIA keyboard oh, mash no. community well, member. For him, yeah. yeah. But, uh, it's just disgusting. Yeah. Man. And meanwhile, totally different story, the human rights campaign 
What a joke the title of this group is. Oh, yeah, Human Rights Campaign for the first time. I love this. And really, this is a, a twofold story here. It's, it's how media is covering it. And one great example is CBS News. For the first time in its more than 40-year history, the Human Rights Campaign on Tuesday declared a state of emergency for LGBTQ plus Americans, issuing a guidebook along with a national warning to help ensure safety for both LGBTQ plus residents and travelers alike. And as what? the story goes, they say there are more than 525 anti-LGBTQ plus bills introduced in 41 states, creating an increasingly hostile and dangerous environment. Nowhere no. do they ever explain what these so-called anti-bills are. They no, don't do that. Staying away from puberty blockers right. and transfer, all that stuff is what it's about. And they just go on with that, and media just gives them their talking points because it's all propaganda. It's disgusting. Wouldn't you like to see, like, a big-time CBS anchor get a script to read this sort of nonsense and say, I can't do it. This is a big freaking lie, and I can't do this anymore. I quit today. Change the script or I quit. I'd have respect for that person. Well, I'm not expecting it to happen. happen. No. Here's the other thing. So this whole state of emergency, okay, and that's what the president of this group said. They're living in a state of emergency. Yes. The multiplying threats facing millions in our community, they're real, tangible, and dangerous. What are they exactly? Okay, now if, say, just a little while ago in this country, you were to tell Asian Americans right now, okay, head on a swivel because an attack could come from anywhere. There could be people that will just, you know, fist to your face to beat you. They may push you onto subway tracks. Be very mindful when you go out. You would believe it because you saw the video evidence that's what of I, it. That's what I it mean. was story yeah. after story after story of random Asian-American citizens getting beat up, sometimes killed. That you would understand. This freaking nonsense. Where's the example? Yeah, you create a climate with no evidence. They're persecuted. They're, they're, they're attacking the community. Attacking the community. What does that even mean? I don't know. Standing up for kids? Yeah, that's all That's all we're saying. Leave the kids alone. You know? That's all we're saying. Leave the kids alone. Oh, no. Don't, don't go into the chorus. All we are saying. <laughs> Leave the kids alone. Oh, I was actually going to go Pink Floyd on you. <laughs> Prophets in 1979 who said, hey, teacher, leave those kids alone. Okay. Where do you want to go next, David? Uh, the whole thing wears me out, man. It's yeah. so disgusting. You want a clip from Tucker? We can get to that sure, in a few let's minutes. Do the, let, let, let's do the we'll, – we'll go to the Tucker thing, I guess, coming up in a few. Okay. We can do that because you also have audio of this idiot, former FBI official, talking about how government is only policing thoughts so they can prevent violence. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that as well. Like, you have to be kidding me with that. And the sad thing, well, I keep saying it, is that millions of Americans believe this BS because they're fed it every day and never hear anything different. All right, this is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So Tucker Carlson debuted uh, his show on Twitter last night. Had a lot of interesting things to say in just over 10 minutes. 
It's highly entertained. You talked about the media. Basically, that the media, as we talk about, it's propaganda for the most part. Um, and mentioned a lack of curiosity on a number of different things. What's happened to the hundreds of billions of U.S. dollars we've sent to Ukraine? No clue. Who organized those BLM riots three years ago? No one's gotten to the bottom of that. What exactly happened on 9-11? Well, it's still classified. How did Jeffrey Epstein make all that money? How did he die? How about JFK? And so endlessly on. Not only are the media not interested in any of this, they are actively hostile to anybody who is. In journalism, curiosity is the gravest crime. Which is what it was all about before, I thought. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about that a lot during the whole Russia hoax. How few people were willing to even wonder, hey, is it possible that this isn't true? And actually even play, I mean, at the time you would say, uh, even playing devil's advocate. But it's more like just asking the question. And I think actually uh, Tucker put it pretty well a few weeks ago uh, on his first video after being fired from Fox News is the most important question to ask when anything is brought up is, is it true? Right. Is it true? That's it. You don't have to, you know, stake a claim on it. You don't have to say this is going to be the hill I die on, blah, blah, blah. No, you just you want to know the truth. You want to know whether or not something is a fact and whether or not something is wrong. And there is just way too cozy of a relationship between national level so-called journalists, the intelligence community and the Democratic Party. Absolutely. I mean, think about covid. You couldn't ask basic questions. Yeah. Hey, wait a second. Everything that I've read, what makes sense, that it had to come from that lab. Oh, xenophobic. Yeah. Shouted down. It was racist. I mean, and then you look at the history of the world and totalitarian regimes. Wow, this looks familiar. It's mm-hmm. what's happening in this country right now. All right, you have this clip of this former FBI official. This is a joke. Yeah. Uh, former FBI director, or not director, he was an in- investigator, an agent with the FBI, Frank Figliuzzi. Mm-hmm. He was on MSNBC saying, hey, it's a great thing that uh, groups like the Southern Poverty Law Center are adding parents' rights groups to the list of hate groups. Uh, he says the federal government, uh, federal government needs to start bringing the hammer down on conservative activists. <laughs> Unbelievable. The far-right extremists want us to believe that the big bad government is trying to police our thoughts, our ideologies. And, of course, that's not true. They're trying to prevent violence. And as you said, the Uh problem, the challenge is the tools still aren't in the toolkit. We still don't have a, a law in the federal books against domestic terrorism. And that deprives law enforcement of the ability to get out ahead of violence. This guy. Oh, yeah. He's wanting this to be Australia. Well, sure. And usually that's what the whole gun grab is about. And if he doesn't make these outrageous claims and all this stupidity, he doesn't get asked back. Oh, that's the job. That's what he does. He sits around all day thinking, what numbskull thing can I say now? Well, you think about Adam Kinzinger, and you brought him up earlier in the show, (laughs) Scott, um, because he... You know, had some sort of commentary on Tucker Carlson being back on Twitter. And what was it that he said? He is pure evil or something like still that. Still evil. Yeah, still evil, whatever. And that's it. it was, and what's yeah. that about? He's got a, 
He's got to have a job. Well, it's jealousy out of his his case. I think he thought he was going to parlay this thing into something big, and what, it didn't happen. What, going to CNN? No, just doing the J6 thing and alienating all the Republicans and then parlaying that into a lucrative career on the Yacking Heads shows, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him anywhere. He was really, really bummed out when uh, he didn't get that co-host gig on The View. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might as well. Seriously, when did this guy become like a bitter 48-year-old liberal woman? Boy, I don't, I don't, I don't know, understand but this. He's there, man. And if you, I think it happens slowly, and it's job survival. You know, you yeah. talk about the impact of that day. <laughs> but you guys won. You guys helped. You know, democracies are not defined by our bad days. Uh, he's, oh, he's not masculine enough for the view. <laughs> <laughs> well, is this true. is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, biggest story of the day, David. Uh, biggest story of the day is just now uh, breaking in details. Uh, in detail, <laughs> this is huge. Yeah, Matt Walsh with the Daily Wire. Um, I don't want to give too much away right now, but what he did was he had a producer get approved to have his testicles removed, mm-hmm. and it took about twenty minutes. Holy on a smokes. telehealth. Uh, conversation oh my gosh remember this used to take years yeah under a doctor's supervision (laughs) we're talking 22 minutes yeah wow (sighs) cannot wait to get into the details two weeks to get in with the nasty hack and the scott robbins trifecta coming up The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jeremy Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. This story is nuts. Pardon the pun. Yeah, it is a pun, unfortunately. Matt Walsh with The Daily Wire is doing the type of journalism that outfits like 60 Minutes used to do. Totally agree. Um, He is exposing what certainly looks like a large insurance scam going on in this country. There are telehealth services that approve sex change procedures for people, for insurance purposes. They, they give the recommendation, this person needs this, send it off to the insurance provider. Insurance provider says, okay, well, you know, this nurse practitioner, this doctor signed off on it, so we're going to cover it, mm-hmm. at least in part. Uh, the biggest one of these telehealth services in the country is a thing called Plume. Now, Greg Ree is a producer currently for Matt Walsh. He actually was the head writer for Tucker Carlson as well. Okay. Um, He provided a fake name to Plume for a consultation. By the way, he went by Chelsea Bussey. Wow. Yeah. And got that passed, everybody. Yep, did. Yep, yep, sure did. Uh, He stated that he had never had gender dysphoria for six months or longer at a time. That means technically under... Even under the the trans healthcare manifesto, he was not suffering from gender dysphoria because he'd never had it for longer than six months at a time. But Plume said, "Oh well, we'll set up a call with a nurse practitioner sure. to talk mm-hmm. to you." Uh, he was introduced and scheduled uh, for an interview. He didn't attempt to pass. He badly mispronounced the name of the surgery he wanted. Made it clear he didn't know what the effect the surgery would have. Never. Made it clear he didn't know 
Like all these different things that would happen yeah. if he had the surgery made that clear. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the nurse practitioner on the phone said, or on the uh, on the uh, Zoom call said, uh, well, I want to write the most solid letter possible to justify this surgery. Uh, Greg Ree told her that, well, one time I wrote an essay in school about being a woman, which everyone thought was ridiculous because I looked like a man. Uh, Greg also told uh, Plume's nurse practitioner that his father had been prescribing him hormones for years. The nurse Never asked any questions about this. Hmm. Instead, she said, hey, this arrangement's perfect. Three days later, after a 22-minute long Zoom call with a nurse practitioner, Chelsea Bussey, who does not exist, there is no person, at least, that is seeking this type of, of, uh, uh, of procedure, doesn't mm -hmm. exist, Plume sent a letter saying he was experiencing significant ongoing gender dysphoria, and the letter strongly recommended Chelsea for testicle removal. Wow. Wow, man. Well, they see they care about you. It's life-saving care. Yeah. It's not about the money. Uh, and one text exchange with the nurse practitioner, uh, he said, Hi, thanks for getting back to me. I was just saying, I don't feel dysphoric right now, but is it okay if I keep this letter? Just, like, keep it handy just in case. Uh, and the response was, okay, well, the surgery is related to the gender dysphoria, which you were diagnosed with. It is controlled with HRT, but in order for the surgery to be paid for, uh, it will need to be related to your gender dysphoria, which you are diagnosed with. Does that make sense? <laughs> so I guess, I guess yes, you can keep the letter? Yeah. Just in case I change my mind again? Yeah. Plume and Folks, according to Matt Walsh, raised more than $45 million last year. Wow. Uh, th those are two big telehealth uh, organizations for people seeking this type of stuff. Um, there was, uh, there's a place called, uh, what is it, Craft Ventures, um, venture capitalist firm, just led Plume's $14 million fundraising round. Uh, insurance companies, Aetna, United Health Group, Cigna, work with Plume. They are paying out for surgeries based on what is, I mean, at, at, at best, a violation of the standards of the medical industry as they are written, even the pro-trans ideology medical establishment. Correct. This Not is to mention what it, does, what it does to your insurance prices. Right. <laughs> Oh, my goodness, man. Great job, Matt Walsh. Um, in some ways, you're speechless from it. Yeah. And in some ways, you're not surprised at all. I'm really not surprised. It was shocking to hear that. But at the same time, it's like, well, that's where we are, man. It really is. Yeah. I mean, you know, Walsh was the one. Well, I would say that broke a lot of this news. Yeah. But the one thing, and I remember when he was talking about the audio from Vanderbilt that was actually on their website for yeah. everyone to see. They just happened to catch it when they were talking about how much money this could make. Mm -hmm. We have a little clip of that. I think, don't we? Now these I got from the internet, um, but it's from uh, the Philadelphia Center for Transgender Surgery, which has um, does a lot of um, surgery for patients. And I just want to give you an idea of how much these bottom surgeries are making. And this is, I think this has to be an underestimate. Uh, this is for a vaginoplasty. They're saying, they're quoting roughly around $20,000 for a vaginoplasty, but that doesn't 
include your hospital stay, that doesn't include your post-op visits, that doesn't include um, your anesthesia, your OR. So I would think that this has to be a gross underestimate. I See how much money you can yeah. make? Well, wait. And then she goes into, well, the, the paper. And that, if I remember right, was closer to a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. But then you have also a patient for life because you got to keep going back. Yeah. But, when you described one thing that you have to do that yeah, I, I don't, don't know that you could, we can't even do graphic. it on the show. Yeah, it's, I, it's sickening, man. Yeah, I really don't want to talk about it. It's, it is stomach churning stuff. What these oh. butchers are doing to people, uh, including kids now, and I, I, you know, for the people who might push back at this being a bad thing. How many stories have we seen over the years about doctors just sort of writing scripts for painkillers or antidepressants or Adderall or whatever? And especially post-pandemic when telehealth became such a big deal, we've had drug shortages in part because a lot of people are getting prescriptions that otherwise they would not get. And those are legitimate scandals. Walgreens Mm -hmm. just paid a huge settlement because they were facilitating painkiller distribution at a rate that the Fed said, not a, no, that was illegal. You should not have been doing that. Um, but in but this when you case, have that much money, you can still pay out those lawsuits, and it's still worth it to you in the long run to yeah. do what you're doing. That's how all the pharmaceutical companies yeah. stay in business. They've paid out billions. It doesn't matter. It's still worth it in the end. That's a crime. People should go to jail over this. I mean, for yeah. it's insurance fraud. I mean, there's so many different mm-hmm. angles to that. Wow. Okay, keeping an eye on that. You ready for your big three, Scott? Let's rock and roll. All right, move on to this. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Right around this time every day, the Scott Robbins trifecta, helped by his hero. Hi, it's me, Casey. Hey, buddy. Casey Casey. How you doing? You doing okay? Good. All right. I'm ready. Three. Uh, you have a crazy story about a member of the House of Representatives, Scott. Yeah, this is Vermont Representative Becca Ballant. Mm-hmm. Don't hear about her a lot. She seems pretty kooky, some of the things she does. But Tuesday evening, she took to Twitter with a clip claiming children should not be part of the gender ideology conversations. And also that people are trying to bring them every single meeting she's in. She said enough of that. She is a Democrat. And uh, the blowback was immediate. Wow. Immediate. So, okay, just so I understand, this Democrat is saying, hey, let's stay away from the kids? That's all she's saying. Wow. Let's not include the kids in this stuff, all right? Yeah, agree. And all of a sudden, the blowback becomes, ratio this monster. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is the type of stuff, man. Yeah. Somebody who is a Democrat, yeah, who doesn't appear at the altar they want you to worship at. That's right. Is excommunicated and ratioed to death. That's right. Yeah. And all she said was sterilizing kids is not okay. Wow. We're getting closer and closer to yeah. number one. Scott Robbins trifecta number two. Uh, Canada's tolerance meter just broke. I'm not entirely yeah, sure did. what those <laughs> words mean together. Well. You know, you guys hear about Pride Month this month? By the way, have you heard about that? What? No. Yeah, it's everywhere. A teacher in uh, Londonbury uh, Junior High in Edmonton unloaded on students who opted not to attend a Pride event. 
I quote, you can't be Canadian if you don't believe that people can't marry whoever they want. You don't belong here. Wait, hold on a second. Yes. Is that a real quote? Yes. What is the quote again? You can't be Canadian if you don't believe people can't marry whoever they want. You don't belong here. Well, you can have your own personal beliefs. I understand what the law is there, but now, you can't control thoughts. There is a large amount of Muslim pupils in her school when she said these things. Uh-oh. I guess she missed an important part about Islam, right? It's opposed to homosexuality. They uh, may not be what she believes is the reality. Of course, reality and progressivism don't go hand in hand. But she just pissed off the wrong people. So the blowback and firestorm has already started. And they say, hey, look, we're okay with you being a teacher, but you can't do this. You can't be telling our kids this stuff. And, of course, the blowback on the other end now is... You came to this this country, you abide by our rules, and this is our rules, and screw you, Muslim students. Well, with the left, they yeah. eat each other eventually. Eventually, yeah. Yes. And the countdown continues. The Scott Robbins trifecta. The top three stories today from Scott and number one. Number one, CNN has a new climate change piece that's raising some eyebrows. <laughs> well, here it is. If gas guzzlers disappeared from U.S. car lots by 2035 and were replaced by zero-emission vehicles, the nation would see 89,300, very specific, lower premature deaths in 2020. Okay? Okay. Now, there are no receipts attached to this, by the way. (laughs) Which is part of the problem. I had had no idea my truck was killing babies. Apparently it is, David. Apparently it is. Uh, also a good reminder that 82.6% of stats are entirely made up. Okay. How many deaths by what time again? I thought 2020. Uh, we're if, past if that. If the gas guzzlers disappeared from the U.S. Yeah. And by 2035 okay. are replaced by zero emission vehicles, the nation would see 89,300 fewer premature deaths by 2050. 2050. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was going to say, uh, they're time traveling. They're, yeah. I don't understand any of it. None of mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yes. Okay. Anyway, during the break, I'm going to go turn my truck on idle just, just to piss them off. And there you have it. <laughs> there you go. Okay. David Van Camp's doing his part, man. <laughs> well, you don't want to sweat when you get in it. Right. No, exactly. Course, nice you got to cool it down. You kidding me? Crank right. that AC, baby. Okay, before the trifecta, that story, David, with Matt Walsh and the surgery. Wow. We'll be watching that. News update and Nimrods in the news coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, you're very good at taking a complex story and explaining it in a couple of sentences. Mm-hmm. The Matt Walsh from Daily Wire story of what he's done. Yeah, what what he did was he did some investigative journalism into a large transgender uh, telehealth company called Plume mm-hmm. and got a producer, Greg Ree, to get an appointment. And he wound up getting a letter of recommendation and a gender dysphoria diagnosis uh, in under 22 minutes. Uh, so he got approved to get his testicles removed. With a 22-minute-long Zoom call. 
And what's amazing, saying that he did not have gender dysphoria for longer than six months. Yeah. It's like it, it comes and goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I, know, I know. What is that? I know. They, they just rubber stamped the whole thing. And I mean, and he used a fake name, Chelsea Bussy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, um, and they sent this letter to this person that doesn't exist. It's incredible. They didn't even ask for any vital documents. They didn't ask for any proof that this person was who they said they were. But it's like, yeah, we'll send this to your insurance company. Here's a letter of recommendation to get your testicles removed. That's crazy. Again, I, I think you can't say it enough in less than 22 minutes on the phone. Yeah. I like and part it. of the letter, I, I was reading the letter myself um, from, and this is a doctor, or, I'm sorry, nurse practitioner. Yeah. Uh she has identified as her affirmed gender for six years. It's been living as or expressing her affirmed gender for over two years. She has been on hormone therapy since April 2021. Okay, well, that's not what they said on the phone. No. And there's, and, uh, and the thing is, too, they never verified any of that. No, they did not. They, it just take your word for it, whatever. I like what uh, Greg Price put out on Twitter in response. In, in America, it's easier to get your testicles removed than it is to buy an assault weapon. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Depending oh. on the state, but yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, and the thing is, most people in the country won't know this because no one will cover it, even though that is... As I forget who pointed this out, your classic 60 Minutes type Absolutely. Reporting. Oh, yeah. Because that's what it used to be about. And you'd watch and go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're actually doing that. These corporations, and now Scott Bellio are part of it. Going to cover Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to get the Nimrods rolling out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dean. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News, we go to Rhode Island. 32-year-old man there, Benjamin Nadrosky, is facing four felony charges. What do you do? Well, he admitted to breaking into some homes to steal... <clears throat> Adult bedroom novelties. Mm. Oh, boy. Get this, which he planned to give his birthday gifts. Well, it's a gift that keeps on giving. It's used. <laughs> Happy birthday, Grandma. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. So the robberies occurred over the last few weeks. He was also caught in the process of stealing a makeup kit from another home, and another homeowner caught him trying to break through their bathroom window. Oh. In that case, he later told police he was attempting to buy weed, but he was just at the wrong place. So in addition to the felony charges, he's also been ordered to complete a mental health screening. Good idea. And that's Nimrod's in the news.